Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and back with me, as always, is my good, good friend, Tim. Hello, I'm back. You are back. We're all back. Everything is back. The Everything is right with the universe again because Supergirl is back, and so are we. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well, Frank. I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. You know, the show, the show, our, our TV show is back, and and so is this show, and and that puts me in a great mood. I just, I love talking to you. I love talking about Supergirl. I love talking to our friends uh, across the internet here, and uh, all is right with the world as far as I'm concerned. That is correct. I agree mm-hmm. with all those things that you mm. just said. I know. Um, I know, I know, I know. So, do you want to get into some uh, some letters, Frank? Some emails. I would really love that. Thank you for asking. That was so nice of you to. Oh, God, you're so nice. Um, yeah. Um, it's 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 been a while since we've all since we've all convened to have our uh, our weekly discussion about Supergirl. The show's been off the air for quite a while, so it's good to be back. Um, some things have happened uh, since the last time we met. I've moved to a new house. You have indeed. Um, I have. I have. It's um, a very lovely room, Frank. Thank you. Doesn't it look the same over Skype as it did? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Uh, but you'll come visit soon, and you'll see that it's a uh, it's a it's a bigger place. It's actually like twice the space that I used to have. Um, so it's it's going to be nice. Uh, but yeah, big thing. Big things have happened. <laughs> big things have happened in both of our lives since the last time we uh, we all talked. So yeah. Um, but yes, why don't we why don't we uh, nestle in here and read the uh, emails we've gotten from some of you over at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail dot com, like this first one from Susan, who says happy. Happy New Year! She says, I wanted to offer a view on the seemingly increasing talk about the possibility that Alex will adopt Ruby by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. All I have to say is, please, no. Adding the kid would be a classic 1970s, 1980s jump the shark moment. Cousin Oliver, anyone? No. Uh, yeah. All you right. know, pretty much, yeah. Um, if the producers want to develop a bit of a relationship this season, so Alex ends up validating her decision to break up with Maggie over wanting kids, that would be a great use of the storyline. But saddling Alex with a kid next season would be short-sighted and deprive the character of the potential for other interesting stories. Alex trying to juggle being a government agent and a single mom is not something... I want to see at the expense of all the other interesting things that could be happening with that character. I vote no. Best, Susan. Tim, I know you were the first one on the show to bring up the idea that, you know, Mm -hmm. Alex could adopt Ruby um, since she was talking about wanting to be a mom so badly. So Susan, Susan, I, I think, raises what I think are the first sort of valid points about this you know I, I we've heard people say before no i don't want that but susan you know says i think pretty clearly and 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 pretty intelligently pretty smart in a pretty smart way you know there are so many there are so many things uh that alex 
could do. There's so much that Alex could, um, there's so much potential for Alex that could be sort of put to a stop if she had to, you know, sort of, for lack of a better term, sort of domesticate and and have to take care of a child. So as, you know, since that was sort of your theory first, what, how do you respond to that? I think... I think the the points are 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 valid, but at the same time, I think it depends on what an individual finds as an interesting story. And so, if if a single mom, a single mom storyline, a single adopted mom storyline dealing with, you know, a teenage daughter who or a preteen who is struggling to reconcile the fact that her mom was a supervillain and nearly killed her hero. And now she's living with a woman she doesn't know. And you have this woman who has to, in some ways learn to domesticate herself when she spends basically her entire adult life, avoiding that responsibility. If you don't find that interesting, that's, that's a personal preference, but other people might find that an intriguing storyline. So where it, it, you know, so I, every, uh, your opinion is people's opinion, their opinion. And, you know, but just because one person doesn't or several people or many people don't find it interesting doesn't mean that there's a whole mess of people that other people that wouldn't relate to that. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's true. That, that's a really good point. I mean, uh, you know, it, it is. All, I mean, all opinions when it comes to uh, fictional TV shows are subjective. Right. So um, that that is important to keep in mind. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I if, For me, um, I thought that was one of the more... I, I, I am, to, for the record, I still like the idea overall of Alex becoming a, a mom and, and, you know, sort of realizing her dream. But um, I think Susan made some pretty good points here where, you know, there is so much that Alex could do as a character um, that uh, she might not be able to do if she had the responsibility uh, of of taking care of a child. Now, that's not to say that, right, but that single... that's part of that's also part of being a parent, not being able a- to do things that you would have been able to do otherwise. A- absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and that's not to say that you know single parents, single mothers don't get to have their own lives outside of the, you know their children. I mean, obviously they um they they do in in many many cases but uh, you know it's it, it when you're when you're t- dealing with a dramatized fictionalized version of a life um you know it, it's it's interesting to uh to think about the uh, the implications there and what what could happen the cousin oliver example i think might be a little um extreme i think a lot of people i think that's what a lot of people are worried about is that you know, we would we would fall into that sort of trap of like, oh, the show got boring. So we introduced a younger sibling or a younger cousin to like bring back the childlike, uh, mm-hmm. you know, energy to the show. But um, I, I think that that's not necessarily what would happen here. But it's interesting to know, you know, that in the past when that's been tried, it hasn't always worked. So I don't know. I, interesting, interesting thoughts from Susan. Thank you, Susan, for, for sharing. Yeah. Um, um, for the record, for the record, at, based on this episode, I'm not entirely sure I hold my theory with an incredible amount of mm-hmm. weight anymore, and I will go into that when we get to that part in the episode. Okay. Okay. Tim might be back in a way. We'll we'll talk about it in in, in, a, in a little bit. Next email comes from Ermgard. Uh, Ermgard says, "I like this episode a lot." 
Brainy and Kara's interactions were great. I definitely saw some sparks. Best line of the episode was, catch! Uh, Danvers' sister scene <laughs> on the couch was great, as always. Question. The thing they put on Alex's leg at first, was that a temporary fix until she got the cast on? And how quickly will her leg heal? In the first season, her arm only took one episode. Who are the other people that will help Rain? Can Catco ever catch up on all the repairs they have to do? How high can insurance rates on a building go up to? Do you really believe the Legion doesn't know what's going to happen in the future? Thanks for all your great podcasts. Can hardly wait for this one. Okay. I have a few things to say okay. about some of those things. Okay. Um, some of them are episode, some of them are episode related. And so maybe could you hold that email off for me until we go through the rest of the episode? And if I didn't answer one of those, if we didn't answer one of those questions as we go through, we'll go back and try to answer it at the end. Can we do that? I think that's very fair. I think that's very fair. Um, so, so Ermgard, we'll, we'll hold off on some of these. Um, but the cast thing is interesting. I would imagine that the the Legion cast was kind of a temporary fix or at least a it was a temporary or not necessarily a temporary fix, but maybe one that was like a little helped a little bit better with the with the complete break. But she still needs the cast. So maybe yes. she won't need it for as long because of the Legion, but she's still going to need it. I'd say an episode or two. Yeah, I, I agree. One or two episodes and she'll be. She'll be back in the field, back in good shape. I mean, we've only times, got times wibbly wobbly, you know, <laughs> a, a week for us is not a week for them. So that's right. That's right. And and we've only I mean, got... we just had weeks and weeks and weeks off and it was two days for them. So exactly right, Tim. And we've only got three more weeks, three more episodes uh, before we go back on a hiatus. So, you know, who knows Correct. what could happen before then. All right. We're going to read one more here. And that comes from Daryl. Daryl says it wasn't a bad episode, but watching it once was enough. James and Kara used to date? Who knew? Honestly, it hasn't been spoke of in so long that I think Lena's line about it wasn't even necessary. Lena thinking people hate her because of her last name is true, and James was doing that exact thing last season, but I bet he'll never tell her. Even though I think she would already know that, since he is the likeliest person to judge her just from her last name. I truly can't blame her for being immediately defensive about it and seeing him lie to her just disgusted me. How long can they really last if he's already lying to her, even though it's not his secret to tell about Kara? Uh, The only way I would ever maybe support the pairing is if it continues to have Lena being good. If they have them date only to still turn Lena evil in the end, then what was the point of it all? Aside from all of that, I was reading an article speaking of possible sparks between Kara and Brainy. The show doesn't know how to let Kara be single without planting seeds for a future pairing. The show needs to let her be single and find out who she is on her own without immediately setting the foundation for her next boyfriend to come in. This really goes back to when it was on CBS since they started planting the seeds from the beginning of James and Kara and the CW merely continued it with Monel. And that's from Daryl. Well, um, I, I do think it's true that this the show likes to have Kara either paired up or about to be paired up with somebody. You know, I mean, that's that's just looking at at all you know, shows do that. I, I, well, that's that's true. 
That's true. Especially all CW shows. Um, but but you're right. I mean, pretty much every show, pretty much every show on television, as I'm thinking about, it, like has some romantic pairing, right? Yeah. Even if you look at the other shows on on CW, like the superhero shows, Barry's always been with somebody. Oliver's always been with somebody. Legends is a different kind of show. Different animal. Yeah, that that's that's the t- kind of show we watch. Yeah, I, I think so. But but I, I can see why Daryl might be... You know, if you're coming at this from a comic book fan perspective, I can see why that might be sort of frustrating where it's like, why are they always in relationships on these shows? I wish that they were mm-hmm. just let them be single for a, a little while, you know, half a season, a season, whatever. Um, I, I can see I can see where Daryl's coming from on that. Um, but to your point, Tim, that's just sort of the nature of these shows. But at, at the same time, it's it's kind of sea planting, but it's not. Um, maybe she's not going to be dating brainy next episode i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure somebody some showrunners said that they weren't going to touch that relationship this season i'm pretty sure you're right actually um i i think they said that, that they were sort of laying the groundwork for a future season we don't know when that will be exactly but um i think you're right that that, that they said that that would that would stick around um that would be lingering for a little bit so it's it's not gonna happen yet but sooner or later you know they they're they're at least leaving the door open for that relationship coming in at some point right Um, and we'll we'll see yeah we'll see and and that that relationship is rooted in the comics right so there is a comic book basis for that and a a canonical basis for that um so if it does happen um it won't be a total shocker total surprise to those of us who are, are are fans of of these characters for you know going way back yeah, and I, technically, I mean, Kara's been single this whole season so far. That's true. That is very true. Um, and and this is the longest, really, that she's been. No, I mean, I guess all of season one, she was basically single, you know, until she and James got together at the very end. And they weren't together that long, like yeah. a few hours. Yeah, right, um, like an episode or two. Actually, going into that, I... The beginning of that email, I still think it was necessary for Lena to say something because that's her best friend. Yeah, I agree. And I don't care how long time ago it was, it's still part of the code. She was being sensitive. She was being sensitive to her friend's feelings mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to, yeah, just be sensitive and, and a good friend. And so I, I agree with that and, and understand that reasoning. So. I'm I'm on board with that. Honestly, I, I thought that was one of the um, better things about this episode that she was sensitive to that and and uh, didn't just sort of steamroll and decide to keep it keep it secret. And as we'll talk about, she tried to tell Kara about it in in, in her way. But we'll, we'll get there in a second. First, uh, I want to thank everybody who sent us emails uh, at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. You can send us emails whenever you like uh, about about the episodes. We're always uh, looking for your thoughts, your comments, uh, your questions, conundrums, and so forth. Supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. And if uh, you want to uh, support us in other ways, you can actually find us over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, uh, which is where 
we always uh, are accepting your donations and we're putting out every week uh, as, as new episodes of the show come out, I put out my Supergirl TV talk first reactions, um, usually within a few minutes of the episode airing and uh, sort of give a quick recap uh, just for our Patreon subscribers who want a little extra something who can't wait for the podcast uh, to drop. That's the first place to get it. So head on over to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. And that's where you can do all of that. Uh, you'll get those episodes. You'll get early episodes of beer with geeks, early episodes of Academy rewind, our other shows on the thought bubble audio network. Great place to, um, uh, subscribe and support us. So thank you so much to all of you uh, I, who who have supported us. We've had a couple of people join our ranks recently, and uh, we really, really appreciate that. All right. So um, why don't we crack open your little blue book there, my friend, and uh, start talking about uh, this episode, Legion of Superheroes. Oh, I'm cracking it. Cracking. I'm cracking it. Cracking. Okay, Supergirl Season 3, Episode 10, Legion of Superheroes, first premiering on January 1st. No, January 15th. It's the first month. 2018. <laughs> We're in 2018, Frank. Can you can believe, you believe it? it? Uh, I can't. Directed by Jesse Warren, who is a alum of Supergirl and uh, CW shows. I directed the, uh, the um, first episode of the season. Written by Derek Simon and Eric Carrasco. All the things. Okay, so the episode opens up and we've got Kara, Kara Danvers. You know, we know her, Supergirl. Hmm. Uh, she is in her apartment and she's like, mm, I'm so sleepy. Somebody's at the door. And who's at the door? It's Brainiac 5. And he's all like, ooh, I'm Brainiac 5. You're in a coma. And she's like, what? Discuss. What do you think? <laughs> Um, I like this depiction of Komakara. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this yep. a lot. I thought this was a smart way of doing it, where it's sort of like, well, where what's her comfort zone? It's literally her loft, her loft apartment that she mm -hmm. probably cannot afford on her salary. Um, classic TV. Classic, classic TV. Although we did determine that she, I guess, is sort of like, she manages the building for the landlord or whatever, so that's how she's like, paying for such a nice apartment by doing extra sure. work. But yeah, I thought it was a smart uh, device to use to have her that be her her safe space, the place where she feels comfortable, and that's why when she's been in a coma for two days, that's where Brainiac finds her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. But most of all, I was excited that we got Brainiac. <laughs> I am too, and he... I, I'm not super crazy about the makeup on him. Yeah. Um... Brainiac 5 uh, Kaluans, uh are usually green, uh, and he's this purple, he's this, he's kind this of kind blue, of metallic purple, wrinkle. yeah, metallic blue with some purple, like, highlights, because normally Brainiac 5 wear, wears purple, so I'm imagining that maybe that's, like, a little into that, but it doesn't look quite right, like, it looks almost like an unfinished makeup job. Yeah, kind like, of. Like his skin tone, I like the Brainiac symbol in his forehead. That's, uh, but his his hair is a little bit dark brown. Um, That's exactly that. You know what? That is literally exactly what I said watching the episode last night. And um, 
when I when I pointed that out, um, Anthony on Twitter, uh, Doctor Odd, uh, I said, "Since when does Brainiac Five have Doc Brown's haircut?" And Anthony wrote, um, "Since they had to hide a battery pack in his wig." Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, ah, uh, yeah, sure. valid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. I mean. I kind of like he's like the crazy scientist kind of look and whatever That's else. True. And he's That's true. still kind of fun and charming and he's kind of quirky and weird. So, I mean, if he was like drop dead sexy when she opened the door, like it doesn't in a weird way, it doesn't really feel authentic to the character. Right. Like, even though he kind of he is supposed to be that. So I like this interpretation of his look, I guess. But the the it just didn't look the 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 purple spot just didn't look quite finished wasn't refined and i wish it was green but i'm but i'm yeah. kind of worried it doesn't really matter it's I, fine i i agree i wouldn't be surprised now you know we we talked about how they they've sort of hinted that you know these two might get together at some point i wouldn't be surprised if whenever they decide that okay yep we are going to start heading in the direction of these two actually getting together wouldn't be surprising to me if they start making him a little better looking um, the closer that gets. Like whenever they've made the decision, you might start mm-hmm. to see a season or half half a season or several episodes before they get together, him starting to look a little more conventionally attractive to set that up. Yep. Yeah, I I agree. You know? Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Um so we we learned that he's like, oh, I'm a Kaluan, and you know, the, they call me Brainy, Brainiac Five, and the fifth generation of Brainiac. Well, he doesn't say the fifth generation of Brainiac, but that's what he is. Brainiac, traditionally a Superman villain, five generations in, uh, he become Brainiac is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Four generations of bad Brainiacs, a good one, Brainiac Five. Legion fifth time's a charm. Fifth and time is the charm. That's and, right. And they did confirm that this version of Brainiac is a Kaluan. And that he is a 12th level intelligence, 12th level intellect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Keeping keeping with the stuff. And so keeping. Kara is in this healing chamber. She's in a back to tank um, <laughs> uh, on the Legion ship. And they're all like, don't worry. She's good. She'll be fine. The show's called Supergirl. Don't, don't even worry it's gonna about be it. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. We're the Legion superheroes. We kind of know the future, maybe, probably. Not really. Um, so... Sam, you know, that 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 um, finale ended with, you know, Sam possibly turning around and, you know, hurting her daughter. We're not really sure. It turns out that she can snap out of it and she's just regular old Sam again. But seeing her face makes her be rain again. So seeing herself makes her rain. Yep. Yep. Um, She's making it rain. She's make never made that joke. No, you know what? Make it all you want. I don't care. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really shouldn't. You were right the first ah. time. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Carry on. James, James is a little coy about talking to Kara about the kiss between between betwixt him and Lena. Probably <laughs> uh, for a good reason, you know. But I yeah. don't. I think they eh, doesn't. You know what? Kara's not really. I think Carr is so concerned with Monel at this point. She's gonna actually have a converse, that conversation. And go, what? Oh, good, whatever. Good for you guys. I, and you know, James is a great guy. Why do I care? That's kind of what happened at the end of this episode. Is it, it, like we kind of saw that she was over it in the end when she when she you know eventually wakes up and talks to 
Alex about it. She's like, so they kissed, huh? <laughs> Hilarious. You know, she yep. she doesn't get upset. Um, she just sort of is like, oh, that's funny. Like, <laughs> whatever. Um, that's, it, she's more yep. amused that Jean pretended to be her and had to sit through that conversation. Then she is upset that they kissed. As were we all. Yeah, exactly. Such things. All right. Um, so Rain goes to Catco. You know, um, if we start questioning the matters of insurance on superhero shows, then we'll never get anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we'll just ignore that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I'm here to help you. Apathy will be punished and s- stuff. Cameraman, make sure you're on me. And he's like, oh, man, this one just takes photographs. This is, <laughs> this is I'll just get some good pictures. Click, click, click. Click, click. Um, indeed. Um, and so we find out that the Legion of Superheroes is on a secret mission. Uh, we're not allowed to know what it is until we learn what it is. Um, which is right now. Um, so in the year 2455, uh, an extinction level event happens. Um, and Monel is the reason Monel has taught everyone. Monel has taught everyone um, Earth's past, you know, yeah. all the good things. Shakespeare, Aristotle, Bon Jovi. Um, <laughs> That's right. It, that was good. I like that. Joke. I like that, too. Um, is it is it weird that this Monel who was on Earth for less than a year is or just about a year May to May, basically. And he's like, I know all of Earth's things. I'll teach the future about Earth. Like Yes. Yes, it is yeah, weird. That's weird. Yes. They it's probably very got weird. All, they probably have a lot of things wrong. Yeah. They're probably like, so that's when Bon Jovi came down, I think from heaven and that's and right. I think he came down on a on a cross? I don't know. I'm very confused. Anyway, quote, that's when quote. he befriended the, be- the Easter Bunny, and him and Santa went out and taught all the children about the Three Kings. To quote, um, to quote friends, that's when Superman flew all the Jews out of out Egypt. Out of Egypt, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just watched that episode not that long ago. <laughs> it's the holiday armadillo. Armadillo. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, that's a thing. Um, but it, so this maths extinction event in 2455 that's a real thing in dc comics um so there's so in in the comics editorial didn't really want future stories to be a thing um because uh, characters like booster gold to the legion of superheroes could what would stop them from coming back in time and stopping every catastrophe that ever happened because they knew what was going to happen. And mm-hmm. so so there's this so there's this extinction level event in sometime in the future called the Great Disaster. Um and there's never really been a canon version of the Great Disaster. There's been tons and tons of different stories in, involving what would be the Great Disaster, but normally it means that all of Earth's history, its philosophy, its music, its culture, all the good stuff as Brainy calls it, gets wiped out. And they kind of have to rebuild from there. And there are very few things that survive. One of those being the legacy of Superman. And in this case, in this show, Supergirl, um, because of Mon-El. Is, um, this, is this where Commandy the Last Boy comes in? Yes, that's exactly okay, right. That's what I so, thought. 
the great disaster doesn't always involve Commandy, um, but usually it does. And for those who don't, Commandy is this, this teenage kid, this or this boy, depending on who's writing him, uh, who lives in this post-apocalyptic world. That's kind of like Planet of the Apes, but like ramped up. So instead of just apes, it's also sentient tigers and rats and birds and everything, and it's all over the place. Um, there's actually a Commandy maxi series running right now. Uh, through DC, it's just twelve issues, and every every issue is a new artist and writer, and they like leave each issue on a cliffhanger, and so they like it's like how is Commandy going to survive that nuclear bomb explosion? And then the next writer has to figure out a way that he survives, and it just keeps going like that. It's, it's fun. Um, so I don't know if we're going to explore the Great Disaster at all. Probably not. Probably but not. I, that's basically what they're referring to there. Which is pretty cool. Pretty cool, I think so too. Yeah. Um, so, with, with all that the Legion really knows is that Supergirl lives and that Rain leaves. And this is where my, this is, the, the word leaves, I think, is very important. Rain doesn't die. Rain doesn't disappear. Rain leaves. Like, does Sam flee Earth? Does the yeah, the entity of rain leave Sam's body and she can resume her life as Sam with her daughter so Alex doesn't become a single mom? There's a lot of options there, but I, I honestly think that we're going to see Sam continue onward uh, without rain. I think the word leaves is telling. Mm, interesting. So, so you think Sam and rain continue as separate entities um i think there's going to be kind i think there's you know there might be like um you know a pull the evil spirit out of the body kind of thing okay something along something along those lines okay it began with the forging of the great podcasts one was given to the flash tv talk the other to Supergirl TV Talk. And eventually, Legends, iZombie, and the Lords of Starkville. But there was one podcast forged in secret. From the creators of Flash and Supergirl TV Talk, there's a new show in town, Tolkien TV Talk. The podcast where three hobbits get hyped and bring you all the news about the upcoming Lord of the Rings-inspired series from Amazon Studios. Listen in as Tim, Bo, and Andrew speculate, riff, and reminisce about all things Tolkien while we anticipate the forthcoming TV series. So whether you're heading out for a night at the Prancing Pony, at home by the fire at Bag End, or gearing up to walk to Mount Doom, give Tolkien TV Talk a listen and find it at all places where podcasts can be found. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tolkien TV Talk and learn more at TolkienTVTalk.com. Jean suggests that they enact the Sundown Protocol, which is the we have to take out an evil Superman protocol, which my question is, why didn't you enact that two years ago with Fort Roz? Because there's an episode coming up called Fort Roz. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. know. 
But what I'm saying is we had a whole first season <laughs> of Evil Kryptonians, and then you had a second season of Daxamites. Well, I, and th- that's really my question. When the Daxamites came, or, or when the Kryptonians came at the end of season one, like, yeah, why not then? Yeah, you if you Superman's been around for a while, obviously you've had this plan. Why is this the first time we're hearing about it? Probably because the first time the writer's room was like, what about this? But just saying, Jean, come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, buddy. Um, you can do better. So, exactly. So, and everyone's like, we don't have any kryptonite, except that they do. Yeah. Because, haha. Because um, of Alex, all that kryptonite they have. Exactly. Alex goes to visit Coville, uh, and he's like, Supergirl was supposed to accept her faith, but she didn't. So that's why she's dead. I'm Coville. And, <laughs> and that's my name, and I'm the preacher man. Goodbye. I'm. I'm the son of a preacher man. Oh, wait, no. I'm the preacher man, but not preacher on AMC. No. Different show. Indeed. Um, we all we find that James sucks at lying. He's like, Kara, she's the the thing, and she's the also um the she's sick. She's got the flu. He's so, so bad at it. He, he's, he's horrible. He's you so know, flustered. For somebody who's been covering for Clark for so many years, you would think he would have a couple of tricks up his sleeve, but he's got nothing. Exactly no, nothing. At that point, you almost want Lena to be like, oh, by the way, who's Guardian? He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some is Win. It's Win. Yeah, it's Win. It's Win. He's got a van. Go after Win. <laughs> down by the river. Down by. He's living in van down, down by, by the, the river. river. Um. All right. So. Brainiac 5, we're back in the subconscious of Kara, um, and she can't leave her apartment. Um, she's not, the apartment, her subconscious won't let her leave, and, um, you know, she tries to she tries to get out by force. She sold her flares, um, up-ish, uh, and, you know, she still can't, she can't do it. She can't do things by force. That's why she lost the battle with rain because it was all force right um and you know that her subconscious is trying to teach her that um what a what a thing and so what a back- wonderful wonderful thing what a wonderful world, wonderful world. Uh, i see grip tonight of green red rose too you could have said red k too red k too there you go Kryptonite of blue. <laughs> and I think to myself, what a Kryptonian world. This is how Lex Luthor passes the time in prison. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they make him listen to in prison. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, so, so the Legion is, has this secret mission um, that they're not allowed to talk about. Until they decide to talk about it. Um, <laughs> now it's fine. Because we said so. It's fine. It's fine because we're in the middle of the episode now. Um, and so of future legionnaire Ayla. Um, Isla? I think it's Isla. Yeah, it's Isla. Um, possibly Ayla. A-Y-L-A. They say Isla. I've always read it as Ayla. Doesn't matter. Um, also known as Lightning Lass. Mm-hmm. Legion of superhero Legion of superhero fans. Yeah, they have stupid names. Um, <laughs> they have Lightning Lad and Lightning Lass. Actually, Lightning Lass is the twin sister of Lightning Lad, uh-huh. and and their older brother Lightning Lord. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're all water based heroes. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, anyway, so they come from a planet called Winath, which uh, Isla is going to check out their home planet. It, it has been completely decimated by this thing called the Blight, which I do not believe is a... That's not a, a DC Comics thing. I don't think Except that's... unless you count the villain, the Batman Beyond villain, Blight. Well, Okay, yeah, but I don't, but, but, but that aside, I don't think that's canon. No, um, it's a they consume everything. It's got like a kind of like a Galactus vibe, I guess, going for it. Consume the whole planet, destroyer blah, blah, blah. of worlds. You know, oh, maybe this is their maybe the, the blight is like a substitute for the great darkness because you know, you know, they've talked about you know previously we just talked about like a great darkness or a darkness, blah blah blah, and. You know, the images we saw is with this big green planet becoming dark. And so maybe this is their substitute. So maybe we are going to see some Great Darkness Saga, but we're not going to see. Um, but it won't be dark side. You'll see the blight instead. Mm. Um, and so anyway, so um, they the Legion put the plans to stop the blight. in oh, the what? Tim, go ahead. Can I pause yeah. you there real quick? Of course. On, on a whim, I decided to look up. The Blight. The Blight oh. are a... Wow, we. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. The Blight are a fictional race a, of techno-organic beings from the 30th century whose bodies are composed of rotting flesh and technology. In the Legion of the Damned story arc, the Legion... The Legion of Superheroes comes across the Dota and the Blight and destroys the Blight's teleportation device. Without this device which uses Stargate technology, the Blight are unable to teleport or to teleport or spread their putrefaction across galaxies. The Blight sound a little bit like the Borg. A little bit, actually. Which one came first? When did the Blight show up? Can you say 1999. that again? So the Borg came the Borg first? first. Borg yeah. were first. Were, Borg were like 10 years before that. Interesting. Okay. That's, so that, I, that's news to me. That's also news to me, but you know what? I'm glad you looked it up. Me too. I'm very glad. Um, so, um, to go back to that. Carry on. Um, the Legion is like, we have plans to stop them. It's in our DNA. Ever hear of the Codex? No, they didn't say that. But <laughs> um, it's, in the, it's, in their D, it's in their DNA. Um, and so if they die, then the DNA is lost. So that's why they're very hesitant about fighting. Makes sense yeah i get it makes sense um so um in the meantime james has called win and he's like hey i we need john to do things please uh please so john and so Win's like since we're not doing anything for an hour uh, 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 so so john goes over already fed up he has to be Kara, yeah. and then he has to have girl talk with Lena, which was <laughs> easily one of the top ten funniest moments of any season. Super funny, and and I, I think the, maybe the funniest part of the whole thing was when he starts. He's like, "Oh, the indignity!" <laughs> yeah, just like that. Olsen can be enigmatic. Yes, <laughs> that was yes. that was my favorite. Hearing <laughs> Kara's voice say, "Olsen can be enigmatic." <laughs> She was does a great. good David Harewood. She does. You know, you just know, right, that David Harewood, like, rehearsed the scene with her on set right before she did it. So she could, like, copy the way he, his inflection, his intonation, everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
yeah, she's it was it was it was charming and delightful. And Lena, for being one of the smartest people on the planet, was really dense. Yes, at the same time, like, like she, she, she doesn't even she's not even acting. Like, he doesn't even act like he's sick as Kara. He's just himself in with Kara's body. Yep, it's hilarious. Basically, um, so funny. Um, so Lena is afraid that James doesn't like it because it's his last name. James is being weird. John helps, and he's well, definitely not because of your last name. I really wouldn't worry about it. Blah blah blah. All of this stuff. Um, this bank robbery fake out. The hmm. DEO potentially effective. We'll find out after the commercial break. Turns out they're not. Um, <laughs> Turns out no. I th- like the thing happened, and she was like, and and uh, Alex was like, catch or whatever, you know. And she threw this um, solar flare grenade and like. All of this cool stuff, and none of it was effective. Um, but I guess you wouldn't I really expect it to be if Rain takes out Supergirl, what good is the DEO yep. in some form or fashion. Um, but I do kind of want an episode where they actually just do something very effectively. Kind of. Like, that would that would be satisfying to me if they had, yep. like, a very successful, very effective DEO mission. Right, their, their job is to their job is to, you know, capture you know dangerous aliens. So like, I'd like to see them do that without Supergirl's help. Just once, just once. You know, she's sick. She's got the flu. It's fine. Just do it. Yeah. Um. But Alex's leg gets broken. Um. It's fixed by fixed quote unquote fixed by the Legion of Superheroes. Um. And but they decide that some concentrated kryptonite into into Rain's bloodstream will will be effective and and the legion is like we can we'll help now mm-hmm. it's, it's cool we'll, we'll we'll do some helping now <laughs> now um, now kara meanwhile in her subconscious realizes that her subconscious wants her to find something but she's not quite sure what it is alex meanwhile in the real world apologizes to kara about pushing her into this battle with rain meanwhile back in kara's subconscious we get one of the best references Supergirl of all time, Streaky, the super cat, super being quote-unquote super. In this iteration, Streaky is generally a a Kryptonian cat in the comics um, that has powers like any Kryptonian um, would, except that it's a cat. Yeah. Or like Crypto, the super dog. Um, This cat was a stray that she first had a connection with when she first arrived on Earth, and she slowly learned to control her strength by petting it and you know sharing this bond with sharing this bond with this cute little creature and then the cat was in the room and it was so cute and it looked like your cat and it was great it did look like my cat indeed yeah it did um meanwhile we learned that rain is attacking albatross bay the prison and the legion of superheroes is like we gotta suit up let's do it and monel's like i finally get to wear a super suit it's pretty good. It almost looks like what the Guardian should be wearing, but doesn't. <laughs> it kind of did, actually, yeah. 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 Guardian should be wearing these colors. And he has a little super crest outline on his chest, even though there's no S there. A little homage, which is pretty cool. Uh, Saturn Girl's outfit looks pretty good. I like it. And Brainiac 5 sure does love those three dots. He's got one on his head. He's got some on his chest. chest. He's got some on his belt. You know, where, where, oh, whatever he wears. I didn't notice the belt, actually, so that I'll, I'll be sure to, to take note of that next time yeah, I watch. It, light, it lights up. 
Oh, okay. I didn't really notice that. The, the chest, I did notice, because on the chest, it was the same configuration of of dots that, as we saw on, like, Superman the Animated Series. Yes, but it's got the line. Yeah, it has the lines in between. Exactly. Yep. Exactly, yep. Yep, good catch. I like that. Um, and so when they do their little, like, we're the Legionnaires. You can be one, too. Wearing our rings is the thing to do. Hey, hey. Yeah. Um. No, I, I could have. No, I'm not going to go on. But, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't wow. be an episode of the show if we didn't have a song. That was a Captain Planet reference. I know it was. Okay. Not sure if you knew that. Wasn't weren't <laughs> sure if you were old enough. For I'm, that. I'm with you on that. Uh, okay. Um. So it's Legion of Superheroes versus Rain, and then the Martian Manhunter, which was great, amazing, always uh, amazing. It's, it's always we amazing. Talk? We are. We are over two years into this and every time he turns into the Martian Manhunter and goes to fight, I'm still like, we get to watch the Martian Manhunter on TV! I know. We were literally watching Rain versus the Legion of freaking Superheroes and Supergirl but Martian Manhunter shows and I'm like, Martian Manhunter is yes. here! Yes! I am here for this! Yep. And every time it's every time he shows up, I get renewed because I, like I know it's John Jones, but when he looks like David Harewood, it it doesn't always feel like John Jones, I think, and so, um, and so like I think when I see him in his Martian form, I'm just reminded about like how great of a comic book show I'm right. watching. Right, it's just incredible. Um, and so, so the Legion and and John are holding her back but they're not really effective like not not really it's a lot of brainiac five firing some projectiles and monel getting frozen in a bubble and um saturn girl using her tele uh telekinesis to throw some weights around um everyone's gonna be really upset when they can't play basketball the next day at albatross bay just saying a real Um, bad day and uh but it looks like Kara needed to find her glasses because she needs to reconcile the two halves of her identity. And the glasses are really the thing that that make her, you know, that put those pieces together. And then so she sees the key on the table and she's able to let herself out. And she's all like, I'm ready to be Supergirl again. Let's do this. She got better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... She stabs Rain with the liquid kryptonite, um, and Rain flees, proving that the Legion of Superheroes was—they're just okay. They're fine. Like, They—we didn't really need them. If Kara had woken up on her own, she probably still could have done what she did. Probably. Yep, but that's okay because she's there to help them and train them to be better. Apparently, the, I hope so. I hope so. Um, my question is, why is? Why is Imra getting patched at the DEO, but Alex got patched to the Legion of Superheroes ship? Ooh. Like, their tech is better on that ship. Why is she like, I'll take a Band-Aid at the DEO, please. But, <laughs> like, but like Alex gets treatment on the ship. It should be, like, reverse here. Just just saying. Um, um, to Mon-El, each according to their need, I guess? I don't know. In- indeed. Monel goes to Kara and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm 
I hope we're cool and stuff. That was a lot of fun being with you in the field and stuff like we used to do when I wore my eradicator glasses. You remember those, right? They were really cool for 1985. <laughs> um, and Carl was like, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. What, 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 what great times they, what, what great times they were. They, they were the best. Um, and then Brainiac five and Kara had this little meet cute, um, because she's like, are you shorter? And he's like, are you suggesting I made myself taller so you would trust me more? Because you would be right. Because I'm Brainiac 5. <laughs> yeah, because that was actually I'm... really charming and really funny. It was. I They have good, ke- they have good chemistry. Um, I they, they, they have great chemistry. I know he looks weird. And some people were like, seriously, like, seriously, this is the person that you want a car to be with? Yes. Yes, it is. Because he's great. Yes. Like I said, it's not a bold prediction, but I do think he will get better looking the closer that they get to coming together. I I think I'm 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 with you. I, I I'm I'm not against it. I'm not against that. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's he's not even bad looking. No, he's no, no, just, no. He's not. No. He's just. He's he just will get more conventionally hair. attractive. Yeah. Arguably, if they fixed the hair and made his hair less dark brown. He'd probably look attractive. That would do a lot. Yeah, that would that he'd look more attractive. That's mm-hmm. I think that's really it. Um, and so um, he he Brainiac Five could be a tough part because he could be he, those types of like brainy characters for super intelligent characters could be overly obnoxious, right? You know, mm-hmm. they could you could like go into I love him, but you could go into like Sheldon Cooper territory. Yes, you almost. could go too nerdy, too smart, too hard to re- un- unrelatable, right? If they get too smart, unrelatable, they, they can sometimes become unrelatable. Yes, yeah, but and he just toes this line just well enough in this episode of being, um, being a know it all, but not being overly condescending. Could be, I mean, like he says, you know, like Kara comes up with the plan that like. The apartment wants her to find something. And he's like, that's actually a good theory. Why didn't I think of that? You know, like that's so, you know, it's not like, why did you think of that? You're, you know, like he he has respect for people. He's a member of the Legion of Superheroes, you know, so he's not in it for him, which is good. Um, Lena and James smooch because James doesn't have to lie for car anymore. So he can actually just be charming James again. So. It's all okay on their front. She's like, we don't have anything in common. And he's like, we have sexiness in common. <laughs> they are, a, I think, a really good couple. I think they're a good match. Yeah, I think so, too. And I like the almost like the weird political nature of their relationship is interesting. You know, Superman's best friend, Lex Luthor's sister, like like that, like that's in that actually is interest. It's an interesting dynamic. Super interesting pairing. Yeah. Yeah, but then, but then, as personalities go, I think they actually do. Like, they're definitely that couple. Like, we're going rock climbing this weekend. Do you want to come? Like, they're those people. Um, yeah. Yep. We. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Lena's like, I rented out the mountain so we could climb it. I added extra goats for fun. You know, like whatever. <laughs> and James is like, cool. I'll take some pictures of nature along the way. Right. Um, and that's fun. Um, I like that Brainiac 5 signed Alex's cast in binary. Yes, I love that. That was funny. I enjoyed that. Their moment together we talked about before was was great. I loved their I loved their 
their time, Alex and Kara's time together because you're, it felt like Kara was back to herself because she was really, she's back to herself. She's like, I'm still sad, but I know I'm going to be stronger for it at the end. So it's okay. And I think that says so much about her where she's like, I'm, I almost died. And, but now I got better and, and I'm ready to move on from my emotional and physical torment. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is why she's a hero, right? This is, this is her being a hero, you know, human or not strong or not powers or not. This is why she is a hero. This is her heroic nature, her, um, inborn, uh, natural heroicism is on display here and that is why we love this character this is why we admire her so much because she is no matter what willing to fight for what is right mm-hmm. that's exactly exactly right um we we see rain she goes back to her uh she goes back to the the fortress of solace um, whatever it's called, Fortress of Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Um, yeah. Sanctuary. And, uh, and she's struggle bussing against that kryptonite. Uh, but then the Dark Kryptonian, uh, as her uh, title is revealed on IMDb, Dark Kryptonian, says that there are other world killers. And she's like, yo, why are you just telling me about this now? <laughs> why am I doing all this work by myself? This seems like a thing you could have told me in episode seven. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm just saying. Just, just, just saying. Seems like an episode seven kind of thing to do. Seven is the time we reveal information to each other. Just saying. Unless it's a crossover. You know, like this one. Which um, happens. Which happens sometimes. Uh, and then Coville comes out and he's like, I saw you in the prison and stuff. And I'm here to help you because I'm Coville. Pew, pew, pew. Um, I'm not a crook. Um, there are other world killers in the comic books. Are you familiar with this? I am. Um, um, so we have three. There's there's three other ones. There's Perilous, which is like a lizard Kryptonian. There's DMX, which is like a leopard Kryptonian. And there's Flower of Heaven, which is a an embryo that grew into this mysterious alien. And these are the other world killers. So are we going to... We're going to see these on the show. I think we are. I think you're right. Because it looks like because Martian Manhunter, the Legion and Supergirl can definitely take on rain. So now they've got to up the stakes. So the Legion and Supergirl Martian Manhunter have something to really fight against. Um, and it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. I, I think it's going to be like a team up of like the Legion versus the world killers. Yeah, that's. That's crazy. That's gonna be, that's gonna be fun, and potential for more legionnaires to to come. Absolutely, I mean, unlimited potential. Yeah, but I mean, we 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 had a name drop, you know, with uh, Lightning Lass, you know, uh, with uh, Aira or Ira. So, um, yeah, the, there's more to come, and I, I am, I don't have a great love of the legion for the comic books but i enjoy i'm enjoying them very much on this show agreed agreed i also have not really thoroughly enjoyed legion stories in the comics but i'm really enjoying this interpretation this uh picture uh what's the word i'm looking for this this take on on these characters and i like the idea that uh, that they could be introduced at any time and sort of a trickle in a way that makes me care about them rather than reading a story where here's 500 characters that we just are going to tell you you should like um i like that we are being introduced to them slowly and in a way where they matter 
And the idea of like Supergirl and the Legion versus the World Killer is that's a really cool idea if done well, which so far it mm. is. So I'm into it. I agree. Can you take a look at that email and see if we missed anything? Yeah, good call. Um, let me pull it back up real quick. Um, while while I'm pulling that up, um, I am really interested in um, your thoughts on the the way that um, Alex and Kara interacted at the end of this episode. Um, it to me felt like the there was the barriers had kind of been broken down between them that maybe had been built up over the course of a couple of years, um, whether they knew it or not. And they kind of felt like their old selves again, mostly because Kara's barriers have basically come down. Mm-hmm. But they, these two women who have, you know, kind of struggled emotionally through some great losses in their lives fairly recently and not so recently um, have kind of like rejoined at the hip. That was my take on it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like um, we've always had really great sister moments on this show, but this was one of the better ones. And it was yeah. good to see them sort of rebonding again. And again, like I said before, um, <clears throat> that moment where she's like, so Jean had to go and pretend to be me and listen to Lena talk about her kissing James like that must have been hilarious. That I think part I think partly the their Alex and Kara's time worked so well together in this episode because um because the material that led them to that moment was really strong mm-hmm. like including the the Jean as her stuff and yep. so I I think that's partly why we enjoyed it so much. So, I agree. I yeah. Agree. Good stuff. All right, I've got that email from Ermgard pearled back up. So, okay. uh, once again, um, so Brainy and Kara's interactions were great. Definitely saw some sparks. Best line of the episode was catch. Um, Danvers' sister scene on the couch was great as always. The thing they put on Alex's leg first was that a temporary fix till she got the cast on. Yep. Did that. Yep. yep, yep. Covered that. Um, yep. How quickly will her leg heal? We think an episode or two, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. In the first season, her arm went to one episode. I think we're, we're agreeing they'll be one or two episodes. Yep. Uh, who are the other people that will help Rain? I think the other world killers. Mm-hmm. Can Catco yep. ever catch up on all the repairs they have to do? How high can insurance rates go? Can't, can't go down that rabbit hole. Or, yep, yep. <laughs> we don't have all. We don't have enough time for that. Uh, do you believe the, the? Do you really believe the Legion doesn't know what's going to happen in the future? Yep, we covered that too because of the great disaster or the whatever. Disaster. So, yeah, I I really do believe they don't they don't know. I I, yeah. I, I agree too, and I, I think that's that's how we keep this interesting. That's how we keep having people from the future. Uh, who, who know a lot of what's going to happen, but there's sort of fixed points in time that they don't know about. So that's that's everything. That's everything that Ermgard had had for us. So, um, I think we covered it all. Boom. Ready? Are you ready for the trailer? I am ready for the trailer. But before we get there, I want to thank everyone for listening uh, and let you all know that, of course, you, if you don't want to check out uh, what we're about to say for the trailer, now is the time to tune out. But before you do, SupergirlTVTalk.com, SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and SoundCloud and uh, tune in and everywhere else where you can find podcasts. That is where you can find this show. If you would like to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, we would really, really appreciate that because those mean so much to us and help us get exposure and help keep us the number one show about Supergirl 
on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much to all of you who have done that in particular. And of course, thoughtbubbleaudio.com is where you can find this show and all the rest of our shows. Patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio is where you'll find this show and Hate Watch with us and Beer with Geeks and Academy Rewind and Starkville House of El Krypton and uh, Tolkien TV Talk. Tolkien TV Talk. So many of our shows, uh, all of our shows are over there at uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com and patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. So please do check us out there uh, and, and and consider supporting us for as little as a buck a month. You can get some bonus content. You can get all kinds of perks and help make these shows happen. So thank you so much. It's cool. I have a iTunes review to read before we totally sign off um, on the section before the trailer. It's um, Best Supergirl Podcast from MCS Maria 28. Five stars. This is the best Supergirl podcast I've found. Tim and Frank are hilarious and insightful as well as positive. Seriously, they are thoughtful and have a good balance between being critical but still showing their love for Supergirl. It's like sitting down and having a chat with your BFF. Great podcast. I highly recommend it for anyone who loves Supergirl. That was very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Loved it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Are we ready for the trailer? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, looks like another rain confrontation, but we're trying to appeal to rain's better senses this time, which is good, which is a different take than Kara took the last time, which is good. We got some more Legion of Superheroes stuff, and we're going to get some live wire and some sigh. Uh, we're going to get... Um, we're going to get some live wire and some sigh. So all, the not ladies, only... all the ladies are getting together. All the evil ladies. All, all the, the evil ladies. ladies. All the evil ladies. All, all the evil ladies. ladies. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. Um, um. So it's um. But the those evil ladies are going to be working with Supergirl and Saturn girls. So who knows? We also get Sarah Douglas coming in next week. Do you know who Sarah Douglas is, Frank? Sarah Douglas, uh, is. Uh oh shoot! What's her name? Uh, uh Ursa. Zod's Ursa. Ursa. Yeah. Ursa. I was like, ah, oh, what's Zod's? Right hand yep. lady, first in Superman one and Superman two. That's so, right. Another Superman cameo. Pretty exciting. It's always exciting when we get yeah. those. Yeah, it is. I am pumped. It's going to be good. So, and I think that think that about covers it, right? I think so. Amen to that, man. I'm excited about it. It's going to be great. Um, I love seeing the the evil ladies get together with Supergirl and and you know like sort of the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of situation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, well then, I say until next time. Up, up, and away!